What's good, y'all? Your boy Brandon back again. Another episode of the On Run Podcast, man. This week in the studio, we got Noe and Enrique, a.k.a. Bago, man. Los hijos de la mala vida. What's good with y'all? What's up, bro? What's going, man? I appreciate y'all coming out on the podcast, man. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you having us, bro. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bro, I got my boy Alan here with me, too, as always. Um, and yeah, man. So it's a, it's a crazy story how the link up happened. Um, yeah. We just talked about it before turning on the cameras, but for everybody listening, um, Noe uh, and his brother got a brand, Los Hijos de la Mala Vida. It's a, what would you call it, a streetwear brand? Yeah, I would say it was like a streetwear brand, uh, lifestyle brand, uh, lifestyle streetwear clothing brand. For sure. Yeah, it's like a, it's super dope. And it, it's crazy because I followed you. I don't remember when. It's been a few months, though. And then I seen you on, on the Rowley Knows podcast. Shout out to Rowley. Shout man. out to the homie Raul. Yeah, shout out to the homie Raul. Um, and then randomly I was in Asia last week. So that's why y'all didn't get an episode last week. <laughs> but as I'm in Japan, just one night kicking it by myself, I look at his story and I see somebody slapped one of his stickers in Japan. And I'm like, what the hell? So I thought about reaching out to him and being like, Hey bro, you got people in Japan, like link me up, bro. Cause I don't know what to do out here. I'm by myself. And then I doubted it. And I was like, nah, it's cool. I don't want to bother nobody. The next morning I go outside randomly i'm like i got i this is my checklist i had a bunch of stickers from the homies that i wanted to slap out there i wanted to get some food and then i wanted to do some shopping like bring souvenirs back home so i go outside sushi's like closed so i'm like fuck i really want sushi i have to have sushi before That's i come nice. home and then um i'm just walking and then i go down this random alley in the middle of nowhere there's nothing down that alley at all just walking i reach the end i see a light pole i look up and I'm like, ain't no fucking way. <laughs> right on that light pole, I see the box logo sticker. I'm like, Worldwide. that's fucking crazy. This one, right? That one right yeah. there. Yep. And it's just so crazy how two people, well, I guess, I don't know if you're, your homie's from Vegas, but like two people with some kind of ties to Vegas went yeah. all the way to Japan at the same time and were in the same spot. And then that sticker lives there. So I took a bunch of stickers right. um, that we have from people that, you know, our friends of the podcast. And I stuck them all right there, and I'm like, "This is Las Vegas Boulevard too, man." That's us that. in Tokyo. That was dope. Like a that's like the Vegas pole. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully they they keep the stickers there. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I would love for like anybody who's from here to go out there. I, I saved. I saved like I put a pin on the on the spot. On the so spot. hopefully anybody that goes out there gets to nice. to go see see. Hopefully it's still there. That's dope. That was dope. Yeah, shout out to the homie Carlos. Uh, he was actually he used to live in Vegas. Yeah. But he moved to Idaho. Oh, but shit. it's just one of my boys that I've been showing love to. You know, he's actually like an aspiring bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. So you know, he's been locked in with me for a while, and he had some stickers and he was out there. You know, and then it's crazy because you were like out there too, and then you showed me that I was like, what the hell? Yeah, it's a dope coincidence. Yeah, it's super crazy. Exactly, <laughs> bro. It, yeah. Okay, one thing I, I wanted to talk about this on the podcast: Asian people have gadgets for everything. Damn. <laughs> Like, tell me I'm lying, <laughs> but like you be seeing them and they just got the randomest gadgets. Like, yeah. I was out there and then I'm just walking in the mall and I see this girl has like this fucking holder for her phone, but it was like brass knuckles. What? So it's like brass knuckles with the phone attached. And I'm like, oh, in in what, yeah, in what situation would you ever need that shit? <laughs> yeah. But they just have like the most random technology at all times. That's you know? dope. I did see some TikToks where, um, it's like some girl doing like reviews on all that gadgets. Yeah. For like house cleaning products. And I'm yeah. like, hey, that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, like like they have uh, yeah like cleaners for everything, yeah. just automated everything. Yeah, so it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's dope. dope out there. And another thing is like, I don't know me personally. I don't know. We're gonna break it down. Yeah. Who are your fashion inspirations and kind of the people that you 
um, admire and kind of like look towards for inspiration. But for me, it's, it's always been Japanese brands. Like I love a bunch of Japanese brands. Right. And just being out there, I'm like, bro, it's fucking dope it's out dope. here. Yeah. So who are those brands? Like, what would you what would you say? Those uh, brands my are? favorite is probably like Capital. Capital. If you heard of them. I haven't heard of them yet. Yeah, Capital. It's dope. Like, it's dope. Yeah, they got a bunch. Of, see, I'm um the thing about Japan is like they're really into like really really high quality made things. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be things where like you'll buy a jacket and you'll that you'll keep that jacket for like 20 years and just wow. like the more it ages like the better it kind of looks. You it's know? Like sustainable. Exactly. That's good. Um, so that's like because I've thought about starting my own brand too and I'm like that's yeah. kind of something I want to go for. Definitely. Um, so I think a lot of that comes because during World War Two. A lot of people were stationed there, and I went to some thrift stores out there, and they have a bunch of military, like, uh, clothes for, like, America, France, right. a bunch of, like, military jackets, shirts, pants. So that's it's, dope. like, this really rugged material that's built for war, so it's obviously not going to, like, yeah, rip like, or tear. Right, right. Yeah. Like hardware material. Exactly. Right. And then they kind of read, like, they, they repurpose that, and, like, they shape it differently. Uh, they'll put their own twists on it, but like all their stuff is kind of made similarly, so it's super that's, dope. That's dope. That's a, that's what they have in their thrift stores. Yeah, yeah, that's dope, man. So like, imagine I went to like this thrift store and like there's just walls full of like Supreme and Bape and ice cream and just like all these brands. Yeah, are from over those are all, those are the, the, the yeah. Japan brands that I and know. It's like what the fuck? Like yeah. Bape, uh, Nonigo, yeah. Human Made, all of those. Yeah, Human Made, a bunch of just that's everything. Dope. Um, so it's I don't know. Because I've been cool. to Paris too, and I'm like, everybody thinks Paris is like the fashion capital of the world. I'm like, hell no. Do they have Go a streetwear scene out there? Where? Uh, Paris? Yeah. Is it present? A little bit, but it's mostly like, it'll be mostly like luxury brand. Yeah. And then they have like the, so it's funny, like, I think usually minorities are like the people that have like dressed a little bit better. So, like, obviously here in, in America, it'll probably be like black people, Hispanics, oh, okay, who dress okay. like a little bit, you know, right, cooler right. and shit. Yeah, swag. Um, so, over there is Arabs. They oh, always no got, like, track suits or, like, they got, like, you know, just, like, yeah, yeah, they, they don't have streetwear, but it's, like, it ain't really the same. But they got like, that urban to, look. Yeah. But, like, you go to Japan and you'll see, like, an Asian dude with fucking dreads and, like, oh, tattoos and, or, like, shit. motherfuckers that look Yakuza and shit. Oh, and, shit. I believe And they that. also have a big, um, like, they love Cholo culture. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they yeah. love Chicano culture. culture. Yeah, yeah, Chicano culture. Yeah, Chicano culture. So, so like a that. lot of them have, like, Chicano style tattoos, or they dress like Chicanos. Like, they'll yeah, have, like, dickies and, like, oversized huh? shirts and Cortezes and shit. Yeah, I've seen yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's crazy. That's dope, though. Yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah. They love the culture. Yeah, the culture is fucking crazy. It's there. worldwide. Yeah. It's contagious. Oh, That's yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I guess to get started, I want to just ask you, like, what's the state of the brand right now? Like, is there anything in the works, any projects you're working on, any drops you've had recently? Just fill the people in for everybody that's not tapped in yet. Cool. So right now, like, we're working on a collaboration. I got a homie that um, he does. Uh, the brand is Endless Polaroids. He does. He has, like, his own, like, style, like, shooting, like, Polaroid photography. Yeah. But he puts, like, his... Uh, photos yeah his little twist on it you know he puts it style he puts it on designs and shirts too you know so me and him are talking about doing the collab um hopefully before the year ends mm -hmm. so we, we don't got that much time but you know we're, we're trying to lock that in you know make it that last drop holiday season drop yeah you know and then you know start uh start the year fresh with a, a new collection of ours you know mm -hmm. uh, we're thinking about like a late winter collection mm -hmm. so we have that in the works um you know we have some dates for like videographers uh, we're trying to set up like a little film, like a little uh, ad yeah, campaign, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. So we got that in the works too, you know, and hopefully it'll start rolling out by the end of 
this month and beginning of next year. That's dope. So that's where we're at right now. But, you know, right now we're taking a pause, you know, just to, like, recalibrate. Yeah. You know, just learn a little bit more, you know, enjoy the end of the year. Yeah. And then come back harder, you know. Yeah. I've been seeing you doing some traveling. So I think I've seen um, you were in Mexico and then you were at Complex Con. Oh, yeah. So uh, I went to Cancun for my girl's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, our second time there. And then we went... We came back, you know, I had to go right back to ComicsCon, you know, to uh, Long Beach. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool, man. ComicsCon is dope. It was yeah. like my first, it's my first time being there. You got to rub elbows. Yeah. Yep. It was dope, man. Uh, I just went out there to expose myself, you know, to like all the bigger brands, you know. Yeah. All all like the big brands, pretty much. Like everybody. Who'd you meet out there? Uh, when I was out there, it was pretty cool, man. Like, you know, everybody's walking around, like just a bunch of celebrities and a bunch of like influencers and everything, you know. But I was out there and I ran into like uh, one of the dudes that's actually like very inspiring to me and like the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, his name is Jorge Jorge Penich. He's actually um, um you, come? yeah. Have you yeah. heard of him? Yeah. He was, was he the guy that did your logo? Yeah, he's the one that did our logo. Is it? Uh, he's the one that did this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another logo, and he he did that logo too. So yeah, that dude um before um. You know, he used to be Nipsey's, like, right-hand man, pretty much. Yeah. And he's the one that designed all of uh, Nipsey's logos, you know. Proud to pay, Marathon Clothing. Yeah. And I didn't know about him if it wasn't for him, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. I I, don't, I mean, I don't personally. I personally, I didn't know about Jorge, but, you know what I mean? I was gone a long time. He knew I know more about, about Nipsey, though. though. I grew up on it. Yeah. Like, that's, that, yeah, my cousin had bought a, I think he bought a CD off of him at a swap meet in person or something like that. And somehow the CD got in my hands, and I used to listen to it all the time. It was Bullets Ain't Got No Names. Yeah. Bullets Ain't Got No Names. Bullets Ain't Got No Names. You know what I mean? And uh, I guess that's where the connection with Jorge. You know that's I mean? kind of crazy. It's full circle, too. Yeah. yeah. Like a long ass time ago. That's you got when the nobody CD. really knew who he was. Who, well, yeah, like yeah. a long time later. Yeah. And then his right hand man, you get logos made from him. And it was cool. I, I think I heard that story on another podcast how you reached out to him for some logos and he sent you some. Yeah. I think you paid for it. You said you paid for two and then the rest he, he let you keep. Yeah, he free. let me keep the rest of them. He's a cool guy, man. Yeah. When I actually met him in person, you Did know. Did you tell him that? Yeah, Complex Con. It was pretty cool, man, because um, I went to the marathon booth. Mm-hmm. You know, to show some love. It was just cool just being there. You know, yeah, I got yeah. to see the marathon, uh, the marathon armor truck. All right, so we had some technical difficulties, man. Um, cameras shut off. I guess that's what happens when you take two weeks off, man. You forget, you forget how the show goes down. But yeah, man, we were right in the middle of you talking about Complex Con. Uh, you talked about meeting, um, uh, going to the TMC, meeting George, the TMC booth, meeting George. Um, so yeah, what what can you break that down a little bit more, like? Uh, what conversations did you guys have? Did you meet anybody else out there? Uh, yeah. What was, it, what was it like rubbing elbows with all those people? It was pretty cool, man. Um, just inspiring, you know. Like, um, there's a few guys that I seen, you know, but I didn't go up to. But uh, George, I went up to George, you know. Um, he was sitting down. I think he was talking with maybe, like, one of his assistants or manager. He was, like, a white-looking dude. He looked like he was, like, uh, you know, like an office guy for him or something. You know, yeah. maybe, like, his assistant. I just, like, hey, I went to the booth. And uh, in the booth, when I while I was in the booth, Desto Dub was in the booth. Uh, from oh, that's, shit. I put a lot of cops syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at first, I was like, who's this guy just walking around? And I was just trying to get a picture with a truck, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, he's taking pictures. I'm like, I'm waiting in line. 
But then I looked at him and I was like, that's, that's those dub. I didn't go up to him like fangirl or anything, but I was like, hey, that's what's up, you know, respect. Yeah. He was in there buying a bunch of stuff, man. He was showing love to it, TMC. Yeah, he his, his brand is dope, too. Yeah, it's a Cali, uh, Cali base. Yeah. He, he, copied our, he copied our Pablo letters. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, um, he was in there, man. Well, I have a picture, actually. I was taking pictures of the truck, and then I'm like, wait, that is that's dope, dub. Yeah. You know? That's but then crazy. I, when he moved, you know, I got in the picture, and then my girl took a picture of me, and um, I was looking around for Jorge, and I yeah. asked one of the photographers. I was like, "Hey, man, I just came." He asked me something. I was, "I just came to see if Jorge was here." Mm-hmm. I was like, "I haven't seen him around. Maybe I'll come back." He's like, "He's right there, bro." And he pointed to outside the booth. He was sitting like on a cubicle. He pointed. He's like, "He's over there." And I looked, and I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." So I went over there, and I was like, "Hey, Jorge, what's up, man?" He's like, "How's it going?" And I was like, "Hey." Just wanted to come up to you and, and introduce myself, man. I'm actually, uh, I worked with you a few years ago. You know, you made a logo for me and you designed for me. And he's like, oh, really? He's like, all right, what's up, man? He, he got up. He's like, I was like, I just want to see if I can get a picture with you. He's like, yeah. And he's like, shake my hand. And I was like, all right. And then we just started talking. And then um, I showed him the logo. Told him I want to do something with it. You know, I'm doing something with it now. And he told me that a lot of people were coming up to him that he designed logos for. That's dope. Just a very humble guy, you know? Yeah. And then I told him, you know, I was like, yeah, man, I'm trying to do something with it. And he's like, yeah, just keep doing it, man. Keep doing your thing, you know, stay up. And I was like, all right, peace out. Then I met another guy. He has a brand. Um, his name is Brema from mm-hmm. Unfinished Legacy. Yep. Dude is dope, man. I met him, too. You heard you heard of them? Yeah. Yeah, he was there, you know. It was pretty cool. You know, uh, there's another brand that we show love to, Ghetto Rodeo. Just a lot of dope brands, man. Everybody doing their thing, you know, with their crews. Yeah. Just That's dope how, how different the L.A. scene is. It's so much more refined because of how long it has that legacy but you i feel like in the next few years we're going to start to see vegas follow that same path where we're growing as a city and our culture is getting more established yeah and the brands that come from here are going to feel like a little bit more refined as well oh, like yeah. a little more established and i feel like your brand is definitely going to be one of those like founding brands that you know 10 years down the line when people think about las vegas and streetwear and brands and fashion they're going to be like yeah hdlmv is going to like be one of those household yes, names hopefully yeah. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Yeah, Las Vegas yeah. is getting getting big. You know, shout out to everybody that's doing it out here in the streetwear culture. You know, all the stores out here in downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to all of them. You know, they're bringing the culture out here. You know, Absolutely. keeping it alive. You know. Yep. That's where it's at. You know, I'm starting to see that more here. So shout out to all those stores. You know, that are selling shoes, like all the uh, streetwear. Yeah. Because that's what they're doing, man. They're keeping the culture alive. Exactly. That's dope. You know. Yeah, but. It's good to see kind of where the brand is now. Obviously, it's given you a lot. Um, I'm sure you have a bunch of experiences, you know, starting from the beginning, growing it and, and getting to where you are now. Um, it's gotten you to travel, to meet places, to, to meet people like George and just, you know, being around these environments. But it had to start somewhere, right? It had to start with an idea. And right. even before it had to start an idea, it had to start with whoever had that idea, which is you and your brother. Um, I'm gonna give the credit to my brother, you know, yeah. he, he started the idea, but um, pretty much we're just gonna touch on how it started, you know, yeah. I'll let him explain real quick. It was just, it was like a street life thing, bro, it was just a lifestyle for me, you know what I'm saying, it's more than a brand for me, you know what I mean, for me it was just a lifestyle, you know what I mean, like, you, you, you're going through it, you're struggling, you know what I mean, you're trying to figure it out. You're trying to find a way out, you know what I'm saying? You either got a escape plan or, or a game plan, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, bro, there's a lot of struggles out there, you know what I mean? There's a lot of untold stories. There's a lot of, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, every anybody could relate to that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Poverty, just a poverty-stricken life, you know what I'm saying? Like, just right. 
You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, so absolutely. That's kind of what the brand uh, resonates, you know. When it first started, it would uh, it, that's what it meant, you know, just mm-hmm. that kind of lifestyle, you know. And um, you know, that's why we even put the poverty stricken logo in our icon. Mm-hmm. The, it's the poverty stricken logo, you know. You Google it because it's like a guy just broken, yeah, broken down guy, you know, down his luck. Mm-hmm. It's the poverty logo, you know, poverty icon. Yeah. And that just means like it's just somebody down, you know. But at the end of the day, we kind of like well, that was his meaning to it, you know. Like he started it. That was for his me. It was idea. like a mental health. You know what I'm saying? Like like a, a mental health, like depression, drug addiction thing. You know what I mean? That's how. That's and how trying to get was. out of that. You know what I mean? Like trying to break away from that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. All that in and out of jail and stuff like that. You know, just be down on your, just being an EBT baby and stuff like that. You right. know what I mean? So getting away from that. So that's that was that's how it started, you know. For me, that's yeah. that's how he would like represent the name of the brand, yeah. you know. You know, things happen. You know, he got locked up. I got locked up, and you know, years later, you know, he he was in prison, and I was talking to him on the phone, and I wanted to do something, you know, and um, you know, I, I'm at this point where I'm already at a growth mindset, and so is he in prison. So we're thinking about like, you know, what we need, what we need to do. We need to do something, you know. I want to do something, you know. That way, like, we can, like, share our experience to inspire people. Mm-hmm. It just occurred as a thought. So, and I told him. He took it around with it. Me being more of, like, a creative, uh, you know, I come from, like, the graffiti background, you know. My dad was a musician. So, I think it's in our bloodline, the arts. Just me coming from that background, you know, it came to my head, you know. I was like, you know what, we can do a clothing brand with it. We could put some mm-hmm. designs on it. The creativity. We can make a message with it, you know, and share it with the world, you know, share it with the people. Uh, maybe people want to wear the clothes, you know, to represent that yeah. feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's where it came, you know. He started it. It came in his head, you know. And then I just saw what he was trying to do. And I was like, yeah, I felt that, you know. I know what he's talking about. It was like a saying. So now it's like, what it means now, it's like, it's hijo de la mala vida, but you carry that. But at the same time, like, you're not, you're proud of where you came from. Nope. But you know. But like, you don't let not, it define not, you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you won't let it define you. And you know, you're like, you're not there no more. You know, you want. You're striving for the better, you know. So that's why on our um, on our Instagram, on the like our motto mm-hmm. is overcoming life's uh, overcoming life's adversity. Because that's what it means, you know. Hijo de la mala vida, overcoming life's adversity. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it is, you know. You go through adversity, you overcome it, and that's what we represent. Right. Yeah, I think that's a really dope message. I feel like mm-hmm. every brand has to have. If you don't have a message, or if you don't stand for something significant, it's just. You know, as cool as creative as it can get, as cool as it can get, like you'll you'll never sink your roots deep into the culture. People right. will never really buy in because there's nothing to buy into. You know, right. it's just a, a hoodie that looks nice, and it's like, okay, cool, I might wear it, but vanity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so vanity. superficial. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, uh, this message and, and this brand is so closely linked and tied with your lives both of your lives right because you don't just come up with something like that if you haven't lived it right it's not a thought that pops into your mind so how did that happen like what what was your childhood like um how did you find yourself involved in those environments what was your your upbringing like you know what's that story like all right so we both well we're born and raised in south central la you know Mm -hmm. we lived in south central la um then we moved to like what considered like Watts, Athens, like Athens, kind of like borderline Gardena, Compton, in between. It's like we mm-hmm. lived around like the Compton, Gardena, Watts area, you know, Imperial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a different like you know we went from living in South Central with a bunch of Mexicans to like Watts with all the Crips and the Bloods, you know. 
So, you know, we got along with everybody, though, you know. But um, we came, we started there, you know. That was our background. And then we moved here to Vegas. We did a lot of school hopping, bro. Went to, like, out there, we went to, like, what? Yeah, it was kind of, like, overnight, too. Like, wait, hey, we're moving. Then we know? went to three different middle schools out there. Yeah. And two, you went to... I went to a few. Like, I was back and forth. Yeah, it was John Adams, uh, Los Angeles Academy, Academy Gompers. Gompers was my favorite. <laughs> I finished eighth grade at Mac yeah. on the East. <laughs> and yeah, we did that. And then um, I had a lot of problems at school, bro. So yeah, like pretty much we ended up here because uh, our yeah. parents, uh, you know, they they are they, they kind of going through some stuff. Yeah, you they kind of outgrew each other, bro. Mm -hmm. They had their own issues, you know, and um, we were still kind of young. You know, we were always in the street. So like we didn't really pay attention to their issues, you know, because we were right. more involved in the street and you know my mom and my dad they separated and my mom she brought us out here my mom's family they're all out here you know but we came out here with that south central mentality man and we just came out here and we just started getting reckless out here you know yeah. i went my way and he went his way i went and i got uh incarcerated in juvenile hall i got out when i got out he was reckless and he went uh he was in prison You feel like you can never catch up. Yeah, all my friends were going to prom and stuff like that, and I'm like helping this girl trying to buy seats. You know what I mean? Yeah. The baby. So just struggling. I was just trying to, like, I was young, bro. I didn't know no better. I did a lot of things. I, I mean, I don't regret a lot of this stuff, but, you know, he, 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 had, his, he, he had his head on his shoulders, whereas I was, like, still on some bullshit. You know? Right. Like, I was just like, yeah. I'm not getting it together. Like, I'm yeah. not, I don't, it's not working for me, so I'm going to do what works for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would you care to share what it was that got you locked up? Yeah, well, me, I was more into, like, uh, cause, you know, we were both kind of, like, bad, but, like, he was more into gangbanging <laughs> and, like, you know, mm -hmm. gangbanging, you know, more, like, heavier, I don't know, more, like, serious crime. <laughs> I was, I was, I don't <laughs> know why, bro, I was, like, I was, I was, um. He was more low-key, though. He would never get caught. Oh, uh, yeah. I was just yeah. fascinated with, like, drug dealers and stuff like that, yeah. bro, like, the whole lifestyle, life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Like, I was just more... Chopper I gravitated shit. towards that kind of stuff, you know what yeah. I mean, and all all the hard stuff and like, yeah, like me fools pressing fools and all that shit yeah. over over, like landing don't even belong on them stuff like that <laughs> in the hoods, you know. Yeah, me I was more of a tagger, you know, graffiti, uh, like skater, you know, um, they smoked weed and stuff. So what got me locked up was just when I came out here, man. I just started like going crazy, you know, with graffiti. Uh, started up. fighting people, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah. People will call it call. I don't know, man. It's just, it's like a, it's like a, like it just, it was like a flash, but just pretty much doing graffiti and uh, just getting in and out of juvenile hall so many times mm -hmm. that I kind of like racked up like a, like a bunch of cases, you know? Yeah. In like a short amount of time. And since the judge kept seeing me in, in and out, you know? Was it the same judge? Uh, yeah. Damn. So, sucks when it's the same yeah. <laughs> so he yeah, man. Ass. He knew yeah, you by that's name. What, that's what got yeah. me locked up, you know? And, um, He's you like, know, this being locked again, up. Again. Yeah. <laughs> well, being locked up, you know, you just stay in the system, bro. You know, it's Send like. Send his ass system. to the camp, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. He's like, man, this guy doesn't learn his lesson, you know. And, uh, you know, like I said, once, once you're in there, like you're in there, you know, you're in the systems, what they yeah. call it. Yeah. 
So I was in the system, man. You know, I was just in and out, in and out. I was in the system. I went in there for like a year. I got out, uh, went went back, got out, and then went back again for like another year. So I did like a total of like three years just being like in, mm-hmm. in the whole juvenile program, you know, here in Vegas. Now, do you believe that the system, whether by accident or on purpose, kind of keeps you in the system? It's definitely, it's definitely a setup, designed. Bro. Yeah, it's, it's designed. Yeah. It's designed to like, yeah. um, like subconsciously, it's designed to keep you coming back, and keep coming up back, again, again. But it's really just up to you to escape the system, yeah. bro. Like if you don't, you know, you don't. But the system yeah. is designed to keep you. Would you describe it like money. an addiction, kind of? Where it's kind of hard to kick it For a little bit. Some fools, it is. Yeah. Like also, I, I, I have a lot of buddies that like they can't. They 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 they. As hard as they can, is, they just bro. can't like, do they it. They just keep going. Like I, yeah. I, I did some time, bro. So it's like I seen a lot of people come and go, and I'm like, what, well, what is it, bro? You know what I'm saying? It's just like sometimes it's just. It's a mindset, man. Yeah, it's the mindset. So there's two type of mindsets in this world: it's the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. So people yeah. just got a fixed mindset, you know, and they don't want to change it. Mm-hmm. That keeps you going in and out, you know. Right, and I what, what were some of the what were some of the lessons that you learned while you were locked up? Or like, what what would you do? I guess how would you pass your time? Because ultimately, you said when you came out, you were kind of on your shit again. You you were in a growth mindset. You were kind of ready to right. get your shit together and, and and do better. But what what are the, some of the things that you did in there that helped that transition? So I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell you what I did, and then I'll let him say what he did. Yeah. But what helped me when I was in there, man? Um, you know, in there is different life too. You know, you got to deal with it. You gotta kind of like maneuver your way, you know, through the system, you know, like COs, other people that have other problems, you know, fights. Yeah. So, you know, you deal with that, but like at the same time, you got to understand, you know, you're there for a reason. So what helped me was I, I just like, I was like, you know what, you know, like I got to use this time, like without distractions to focus on like doing something better, you know? Mm. So I would read, bro. I read a lot of books. And, like, luckily, that's how I picked up the habit of reading. That's why I read a lot now. Well, while you're in there in the juvenile system, you have to uh, work out. You know, it's called uh, PT. Mm-hmm. It's more like a military-style day. So yeah. every day they had you disciplined. You know, you had to work out. If you don't work out, you know, you can't come out the next day. Uh, you can't go to school. You know, like they, they uh, take away a lot of privileges if you don't follow the program. So I, I think that, like, I hated it. But I think that helped me like be more disciplined and be more like structured you know mm-hmm. um what were some of the favorite books you read in there or what books do you remember the f- some of the first books i mean i i said this in a lot on the, la- on the last podcast with my homie uh Raul, but some of the books i read were um like lemony snicket twilight but i also read a lot of self-help books man and the bible yeah the bible you know and the bible i would read it just to pass the time but um subconsciously it was like yeah, like you we know, were talking about. It was just like whether or not you intend to retain information when you read, your brain is processing it so much it kind of sticks with you whether yeah, you want yeah, it to yeah. or not. What would you do? Whatever worked for me, you know what I'm saying? Like I would just pick at it, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of the stuff was good, so it's just like sometimes you'd be on overload and you'd be like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You would you take so much in that you'd be like, how does this apply to me? Yeah. You just take what you can, what you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're just going out through your you're just going throughout your day, you know what I mean? Your everyday life. And then some situation will pop up where you could reference something that you read in the book and you're like, oh, okay, you know what? Maybe I should go about it this way, you know? Mm-hmm. And somehow it would work out, you know what I'm saying? Like, things would work out. But go against whatever you read or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Off what you know, 
maybe it wouldn't work. You know what I mean? Right. I don't is, it, is it was it like is it hard to do that? Because I assume getting locked up and being in that process. In my mind, it takes some kind of ego, some kind of ego of yeah, being like, I, yeah, some kind yeah, of pride being pride. like, I'm smarter than you. I think I'm going to do this and I'm going to get away with it. But ultimately, when you get locked up, you're like, fuck, I didn't get away with it. But I, I feel like there might still be. Yeah, I feel like there might still be that kind of ego of being like, I don't I, like a fixed mindset. Like, I don't yeah. care to learn anything. I already know I'm, I'm a real dude. Like, I'm, I'm street. I'm hood. Like, I know how the yeah. fuck to, to walk through life. The was it hard? Was, to, yeah. was it hard to kind of like let that kind of go away a little bit and admit to yourself like maybe if i read i might be able to learn something i never really like i i, I never like to think that i knew it all because i was always learning bro like i didn't have a big brother yeah you know i'm saying oh, my, he's the my younger brother he's you know, so I'm like i'm like trying to figure out from the, i'm trying to figure, get it from this guy you know what i'm saying so i can pass it down to these guys you know right. what i mean but like some of these guys were misleading you know what i mean so it's like in a way you do have to you know what i mean because you're like you get tired of like Right. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't know, man. I'm gonna try this. You know what I'm saying? See if it works for me. And when it works for you, people are noticing. Like, oh, it's working for him. Let me try it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And it might come. You're gonna be like, hey, how? Yeah. What you're I think you do have to. I think I think with the ego, I think if you do have to like let it go. You know. You have to. Bro. You have to humble yourself because there's always gonna be someone bigger than you. You know, in there, someone bigger than you, someone smarter than you, someone better than you. So. It's easy. The way to maneuver yourself around that, man, is just humble yourself, you know, and let go of the ego. Right. You know, um, you know, there's a book that's called Ego's Enemy, mm -hmm. and it is, man. Yeah. You know, like, the way to get along with people or, like, you know, your ego will stop you from doing a lot of things, you know, because yeah. it's there, you know, too much pride, like you said. Mm -hmm. So there's a time we have to put the pride to the side, man, humble down and, like, you know, just yeah. understand, you know, that, it was some life stuff is that, life. that would be like borderline like oh, I don't know it's just it didn't make any sense but sometimes it was something I read where it was like it, it's not kicking ass if you know you're doing it so at some point you're just like you just you just don't want to deal with certain stuff and right. like, you know what I'm just gonna go with it exactly yeah. but uh, that's what I mean like whereas <laughs> somebody else might be like I ain't gonna do that shit fuck that because it's because your ego won't let you because yeah. you're you're like it's like you're thinking of the battle but you're not thinking of the war. Yeah. Sometimes you got to let that little thing go so you can have a better experience overall, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, true, man. Yeah. But when you get hit, okay, so you go in and when you learn you're getting hit with eight years. Or how how long, how much did you get hit for? Got, I, you did I eight got, years, but. Yeah, I had an eight to 30 year term to serve. God um, damn. I served eight. Well, I thought he was never going to get out, man. Parole, bro. I'm glad that he got out. Yeah, man. Thank God. I thought he was um, never getting out. But I used to pray, you know. And it was It was. Definitely a long out. eight years, bro. Yeah, but okay. So let's say you you get sentenced and you go in and you're like, "Fuck, this is my reality now." How long did it take t until that like set in for you? Oh, immediately, bro. I had been fighting my case for sixteen months. So I was just oh like, shit. At that point, I was like, it was that it was at that sixteenth month, the sixteenth month, and then all my all my buddies around me are like, "Oh, bro, you might as well go all in, get it all out the way right now." So it's like Damn. you're going with that mindset, like, "Fuck it, let's get it out the way right now." You know what I mean? You kind of had to, you kind of had to keep that ego yeah. for the first part of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. You get to a like, point where you're just like after it, it's, it's when you start to bro. let it go, you know. Mentally, it's exhausting. Right. Because me know? too, you know. Like once you get that sentence, you know, you're you're going somewhere where there's people that've been there already for a longer time than you. Yeah. You're the new guy, so you know you have to kind of walk around with that like persona or like ego that you're like. You can't look. You weak. gotta establish yourself, yeah. you know, for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But like. It's to me, it was natural, you know. You, know, bro. you yeah. gotta desensitize yourself. It was probably natural way. for you too, you know. But for it's me, just, it was natural, yeah. you know. Like 
I just show up as myself and I just be myself. But if somebody want a problem with me, you know, then I wouldn't be the one looking for trouble. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you wasn't going out the way to, but to it was run, away, run from it. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. some people that are just border. Like they're, they're just, but there's some people that just yeah, don't they're, care. They're cold. Bro. Yeah. They're cold. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't have a switch. And there's the people with the switch, you know what I'm yeah. saying? They sympathize, they empathize with people and they're like, damn, I don't want to do that. But, you know what I'm saying? You're obligated to do certain stuff or you, you're like, you're, you don't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? So right. you just you got to learn to just turn the switch off. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. You know what I mean? I think that's what's helped me a lot now. And like, you could do that with real life, you know? Right. You know, you put on, you, know, you have to have like um, some kind of self-control. Yeah. When you're doing things, you know, you can't be too... To one way or to the other. Yeah, too extreme. it needs to be a balance. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's, yeah. that's, 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 luckily, you know, in there you learn a lot of patience, you know, because you got yeah. nothing but time. To domesticate you, bro. Yeah. So, thankfully, that's what I, you know, there's a lot of pros and cons from being locked up. Yeah, I definitely You know, it's, so. it's, it's more cons, but, you know, the pros are there too, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like if you don't find pros, then ultimately your time there is wasted. Yeah. Because you know? then you didn't learn shit. Exactly. You're just going to yeah. get out and be right back to the same shit. Exactly. So as, as 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 weird or bad as it might sound to be like, yeah, there's pros of being in there. You have No matter what it is, you have to take pros out of yeah. it, you know? Yeah, so well, take the good yeah. and the bad, you know? Absolutely. What was your brother? You got locked up while he was locked up? Or um, or, or did you get locked up after he I was got, home I got, already? I got locked up a little bit after he got out. So, yeah, okay. I got locked up when I was like... um. We moved out here when we were like 13, right? Uh, we were like 14. Yeah, 2010, like 14. I was 15 turning 16. I think you were 14 turning 15. 15. I was sure. like 14. Yeah. So we were here for a year, man. And we just got like so caught up in the system out here so quick. I was the one getting caught up. He was more low key with it, you know? He had older homies. Yeah. Like older guys that were doing other stuff. You know, right, like right, right. Nautical stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. So they were not getting caught. But me, I was out being reckless. So I got locked up first. 14, I went in, I got out. Then I was in there for 15, 16, 17 and a half is when I got out. Mm. So those years, you know, I didn't yeah, see I didn't him. You know, I did come out and I seen him, you know. I was in and out, but like, I did a solid year and a half. I got out for like three months. Then I went back and I did another program. So when I got out, I was getting my shit together and I was trying to tell him to get his shit together, man. I was already like... My mindset was already like just switched. Switched. I mean, and all that stuff, huh? Yeah, everything that I had did, you know, I came out a whole different person, man. Mm -hmm. And I seen him the same, so I was like, "Look, bro, you know, you gotta, you gotta leave that behind, you know. Like, it's not worth it, you know. Like, look at me, you know. I wasted all this time in there, you know. Yeah. On my 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 youth, you know. Like, I don't want you to go through that, you know. And I was hostile with him, man, because he wouldn't get the picture. So when I was seeing him, I'd be, I, would, I, I didn't give no fucks. I was, yeah. <laughs> I would fight with him, you know. I'd be like, "Hey, man." Yeah, we used to get. So I'm like, you know what, whatever, you know, like he's not going to get it, you know. And I would tell him, bro, you're going to end up either dead or in prison, you know. So when, I don't know what happened, you know, he ended up getting locked up. Like after I was out, I was already getting my little job, you know, had everything going on. And he was I still had, on the streets, man. Fallouts, bro. I had a lot of fallouts. I was burning a lot of bridges. Um, instead of running to family for help, I kind of just running from them. Mm -hmm. I was doing you know what I mean I didn't I, I knew what I was doing but I had no clue if that makes sense you yeah know I mean? like you knew what you were doing but you didn't know the consequences of yeah, it kind of just running around yeah. running amok and um it happened it just happened bro like 
Yeah, you know and next you know it, um, because he wasn't staying with us, you know, he was still with my grandma, but like my grandma wouldn't see him sometimes, you know. I was in and out a lot, he bro. Was in, like never home. Shit, I did a lot of back and forth from California to uh, out here, to Mexico you know? to TJ, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. took some trips to TJ. He was all in it, bro, and like I remember there was a time where um, it got so bad. This was right before he got locked up, man. It was so bad, bro, that people were coming in our at my mom's apartment, man. Some guy came. I remember seeing the guy, man. I ran off on people, bro. He came. It was like some Mexican guy from Sinaloa, bro. Yeah. He started knocking on the door, and I was like, what's going on, man? He's like, hey, ando buscando tu hermano, tu canal, you know? And I was like, he doesn't show up here. He doesn't live. Aquí no vive, you know? Nunca viene, no sé dónde está. No me contesta. And I was like, tampoco me contesta a mí. I was like, no sé, no vengas para acá. He's like, no, pues. Aquí es donde vive, pero no sé dónde, no sé dónde buscarlo, you know? No encuentro. So, I would call this fool. He did that like two or three times, you know? I would call this fool and be like, hey, bro, like, I would talk shit to him. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, they're coming to the house, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're putting us in danger and shit. Just tell him right there. Just tell him, like, come on, I already did that, you yeah, know? Yeah, Stuff like that, you know? And um, throughout all this, what, what, like, what was your relationship with your mom? Like, what was she saying? What was she going through? Well, to be honest, my mom, I'm not going to blame anything, like, that happened to me or to him, my parents. My mom, she always cared for us, bro. She did the best she could for us, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was her fault. And I don't think it was my dad's fault either, you know, when they broke up. Yeah. I don't think it was her fault, man. I mean, I take full responsibility. I think it was our environment, you know? Yeah. But she supported us in every way possible. But she didn't support the stuff we did. Yeah, she did. She wanted know. us to do better. And she used to whoop our ass. Like, she used to hit us, you know, when we were head. younger. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> when, we were, when we were small, she, yeah. used to, she used to whoop us. Yeah, she beat us up. And, uh... Now I, I'm grateful for it. <laughs> yeah. But, You're like, damn, bro. If, if, if this yeah. is how it went down with again my ass beat, imagine yeah. if I didn't get my ass beat. But, wow. but I don't blame her or my dad for the stuff that we did, nah. man. Like, they were always there for us. They always did the best they could for us, man. And, like, they were struggling too, you know? So they really... They did the best they could, bro. Yeah, when they mm-hmm. when they heard us doing HDLV, like, they, they, when, they, when they saw what it meant, like, my mom, when she first heard it... Like, She's she like, ah, it's a gang. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, with this food. Yeah. But then when she started bringing it back, like, she kind of got tears in her eyes because she realized, like, damn. My son's I went through the same finally, thing. yeah. Like, what they went through, I went through the same thing with mm-hmm. them, you know? So she, she, that's the first person that resonated with the brand. You know? Yeah, yeah. Does she wear the stuff? Yeah, yeah, she wears it and she yeah. sells yeah. it. She be rocking so, you know, She got the one of ones. The relationship was cool, man. Like, you yeah. know, I was, uh, she supported us. Like, she would talk to him in the sweetest way, you know? She would talk to me in the sweetest way. Like don't do this, don't do that, you know. I feel like she maybe she felt like um she couldn't do more for us, but she yeah. did everything she could for us, man. And I appreciate her, you know. At the end of the day, it wasn't her. It was our environment. Yeah. It was our mindsets. Our Nobody's mentality. inherently bad, bro. Nobody like just wakes up one day like um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But there was some people like that had a little influence in my life back then, bro. And they 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 had a little power over me and just a little hold over me. And they, you know, what I'm saying when 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 they tell you ain't shit, fool. Like at some point in your your head, like you're like. Well, Shit, I ain't shit. I'm gonna be the fullest dirt bag then. You know yeah, what I'm exactly. Go to the fullest extent, and it was like when you have that kind of mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of uh, you're dangerous. not you're not taking anybody else into consideration, mm-hmm. bro. You know what I'm saying? You don't have no not sense even of yourself. Respect, no sense of responsibility. Yeah. No self respect. You know what I'm saying? Low ass dignity. You know what I mean? And it sucks, bro. You know what I mean? That's where the whole you could have mobby. I think like that's where it started. That's how it started. That's, that's, that's the what it was. Origin, that's you know what, what it means. Like, yeah, yeah. You could have mobby either. To me, it was like, all right, I'm gonna be out we here. We put a different meaning to it, you know. But now it's like, nah, you know what, bro? It's like, we we coming out of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
We gonna get that's out the, the, yeah. that's experiment. We're gonna use it to like inspire me. In w- what ways did you take advantage of your time being locked up? Because eight years is a long time. Like the world is super different. What year did you get locked up? Two thousand fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Well, it was like yeah, two thousand fifteen. That's when I had got out. Yeah. Like January two thousand fifteen, bro. And you know what the crazy part is? It doesn't even feel like that long ago. If I think about two thousand fifteen, like twenty fifteen, no. like two thousand ten, sounds like long. Two thousand fifteen yeah. doesn't. But I'm like, damn, it has been fucking eight years. It's been a minute, bro. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So. Um, the world has changed a lot. Like a lot of things have changed. So, yeah. What? What? Your brother gets out. You get locked up. He kind of is like, "Hey, I've been reading a lot. These are all the books I've collected. You should check them out." You're obviously reading in there. But what really inspired you to make that change? Um, bro, this thing is like, I was just done, bro. I was exhausted, like physically drained, bro, and just mentally, mentally just exhausted. Um, there was just a lot of stuff going on, bro. You know what I mean? Um, my friend had passed away. He, you know what I'm saying? He's like, he's like, I'm not coming back. You know what I mean? He's my celly. We were cellies for a good minute. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, he got it in his head. Like, I had told him a while back, like, this is when I was still fucking up and, like, in my head about stuff. You know, like, I'm not going back, bro. They let me out, this motherfucker. I'm not coming back. They're not going to take me back. So I kind of feel bad, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, he got it in his head. Like, I'm not going back either, you know? He got in a shootout. My uncle had passed away, you know what I'm saying? Before, like, a little, like around the same time, my mm-hmm. uncle passed away. My mom's older brother. It was just little things started adding up, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, people's true colors started coming out while I was in there, you know? And uh, you think you know people, you know what I mean? Like, and then we used to always say, like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't come here to make friends, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just here to do my time and all that shit. But you, you do make friends, bro. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's inherent. And um, it was just little things, bro. You know what I'm saying? It was like everywhere you go, it's like the same shit going on. You know what I'm saying? Drugs, drugs, drugs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, corruptness. You know what I'm saying? Just um, people using their power for, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just people just using their authority for the wrong reasons and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like... And uh, misuse of power, you know what I mean? Yeah. Abusing the um, power, huh? Abusing the power. That's yeah. that's what I wanted to say. Um, it was just things like that, bro. And it was just like one day I was just, um, I was in my head, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you're in, you're in the cell, 23 out, tw- you're like 23 and one, bro. You know what I'm saying? You're in the cell all day. You like in your head, you're bored of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they take all your stuff from you. So like, and then you don't got like you got your friends, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's how you bond with your friends over drugs. You know what I mean? And uh. You do a little too much, bro, and it's like, fuck, you know what I mean? And uh, you wake up from shit like that, you know what I'm saying? You wake up from an overdose, and you're just like, fuck, man, I'm, 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 I'm over this shit, bro. You had an overdose, huh? Yeah, I'm over this you shit. You overdosed, bro. I, I had contracted hep C, too, bro. I think that was um, it for him right I, there. I got treated for it and everything, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, all that shit scared me straight, bro. It's just like, you know what I mean? You ever feel like you had to give up to grow up? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At some point, you're just like, I'm just, I'm done. I'm over it. You know what I'm saying? And just like, it was something, like I said, bro, it was a lot of divine intervention Kinda too, like bro. like that one, um, that one saying that they, I heard it, it goes, um, some guys, I, I read this before, um, some guys saying, I want to die. And then they tell them, if you want to die, then go jump in the in the water and uh, see if you really want to die, you know? Oh, but yeah. you come yeah. back up swimming, then you don't really want to die. You exactly. don't want to die. You just want to kill what's inside you. Yeah. Well, there's that's that's, 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 that's a there's a, 
forgot where I read it too, but there's a study that they, you know, the people that jump off bridges or jump off buildings and shit, some of them live oh, and they talk to a lot of them and most of them say like, yeah, as soon as I jumped, I knew I didn't want to die anymore. And <laughs> like they live and that's the crazy yeah. part, you know, it's exactly you that. Know, it, it does because I, 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 I didn't, it was just more like I did too much. Hmm. So that that that's what it was. It kind of just scared me straight. Like I was like just doing more in increments and increments. Like it started, the doses started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then like you know what I mean. But like that's the crazy part that you say. Even just saying it, right? We used to bond with our friends over drugs because yeah. there's nothing else you can do. Yeah, you're just like, well, you want to get high? All right, you know what I'm saying? Let me tell you about what's going on on the phone with my girl. Oh damn! At least you got a girl to talk to, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, a, I can't get nobody on the fucking phone. You know yeah, what I mean? Or exactly. just little things like that, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um. It's just little things start adding up, bro. You know, and, and there was like two, two, two. I think it was like two years before he got out, bro. Because before that, I was on the phone with him. You know, yeah, we kept in contact. I, I started getting. I was shit, keeping bro. record and track of how he was doing, you know. And then I would tell my mom, it "Sounds like he's doing better now," you know. I was, I was in a bad state of mind, bro. He would call and my mom, "How's he, how's he doing?" I don't know. I mean, he told me this. I mean, hopefully he's doing good, you know. Mm -hmm. But he's all right. But when he started calling me after that. I would tell my mom, there's hope, you know, I think he's going to get out soon, you know. Um, he sounded better on the phone, you know. He started calling her, exactly. and she would be like, how you doing, you know. I, I'm going to give credit to a girl, too, bro. You know what I'm saying? It was just this girl just in my Jackie, life. Man. Yeah, it was just my girl My girl had a big part in it, too, bro. She was there when, 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 when I couldn't answer, you know. she Because sometimes that, I felt bad because I couldn't that's answer, That's good bro. for your mental health, oh, bro. Oh, yeah. You know bro. what I'm saying? I'll like, get that oh, phone call. <laughs> You know I'm I mean? in jail. I got it like that. <laughs> like I feel like when you, just anybody getting a call is a win. You know what I'm saying? But like, how how did that happen? So like, were you already with her when you got locked up? Or? Nah, man. We were just we've been childhood friends like forever, bro. We've yeah. known each other since we were kids, and it's like we always kept in touch. It was never the right timing, bro. Mm. That's what it really was. Never the right timing. You know what I'm saying? And um, like she started just, writing to you, huh? Yeah, it was just like she. How she even knew you were locked up? Cause uh, they will keep I, I would in touch. reach out oh, yeah. to her a lot. You know what I'm saying? She kept tabs with me, and um, she saw me at my worst, and she saw me like, she she bro. got to she got to experience me over the phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, this well, damn, like, why are you still fucking up, bro? Do you not want to get out? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's when we were at the friend. The uh, that's when I was in the friend zone still. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it like, got hey, to bro. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, why are you still fucking up, bro? And I'm like. You're like, bro. Yeah. That's why I'm fucking up. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Right? Hey, low key though. But it, it got to the point where it's like, she showed genuine interest and in, like she was actually cared, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's like I had a, like my buddy that passed away. He got in a shootout. You know what I'm saying? Came on the news, bro. He told me about yeah. that one. Yeah, it's um, crazy. If you look it up, friend, you'll find bro. it. But uh, Gabriel Charles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think uh, he's he's one of the guys that um. He got pulled over. He was in the car just eating, bro. I don't know. If it came out the news, huh? He was, just he was a guy that was in the car, bro, just car eating. And, and they told him to get out the car. And he just looked at the cop. And he backed up. And I think... He got off and ran, bro. And the yeah. cop chased him down. He shot the, shot at the cop. Got one in. And I think both of the other ones got... They shot him down. But mm. he... He's he, on the he news, was, though. He's like, I'm not news. going back. I'm not going back. And I was like... I remember that. When he showed me the video... I, I, I remember like, telling him that, bro. Because we used to listen to Kodak. And, like, we used to listen to a lot of, like, Mozzie and stuff like that. And, you know, everybody talking about airing it out with the police and everything. I'd be like... To, like, it's just good music, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, a yeah, lot of people yeah. be, like, super chill, bro. Bumping this violent-ass music in office yeah, yeah. spaces. <laughs> That's my me, bro, at my work. Bro, my girl's <laughs> a nurse. Like, a medical assistant. She's at work listening to Draco the Ruler. You know what I'm saying? Like, just minding her business. You know what I'm saying? Like, with the headphones on. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. I think everybody does that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, we, I didn't... 
he just got it in his head, bro. And um, yeah. But I don't that, even think it's the music. I think it's just the fact that going in fucks you up so much mentally yeah, where you're bro. just like I can't go in like you because because you you probably remember like all the nights you're like fuck I wish I never did this fuck I pray and I hope I will do everything to stay out and when you when you oldest. get put in that situation yeah. you're like yeah he really did do everything to stay out so, you he know? was the oldest of his siblings bro so he's like, like it's a sense of responsibility bro. Yep. you got an urgency to like you exactly. have to be there for your family you know mm-hmm. what I mean and uh his mom's a single lady bro you know what I'm saying uh he's got younger siblings and he just you know what I'm saying? That, like, I could relate to that, you know what I mean? Like, damn. You know what I'm saying? I, I remember at one point, like, we didn't, we, there was a few times we didn't have any power, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We, like, we, we, were, any, we grew up, bro. Yeah. There was times we didn't have power. There was times where, um, and we just told my mom. My mom and then separated. Right, well, don't worry about it. It's cool. Yeah. You know, and, uh, it was times like we helpless, didn't have any bro. food, man. You know what I'm saying? We, we felt we, that. We experienced that, man. Yeah. No food, no I would power. get this feeling, Nowhere to though, stay. Like, when my mom and my dad separated. Yeah. Uh, my mom, she left the house that we were living in. We kind of lived in the house with my uncle mm-hmm. in L.A. In 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 um, in, in, in mm-hmm. Segundo and One Twenty Seven, in Segundo and uh, Broadway. Yeah, from the Athens Park, there was a big lot. A lot of families do that, bro. We had a big yeah, house, yeah, bro. Yeah. It was two families in the house. Yeah. So when my mom and dad separated, it was my mom's final decision that she wanted to leave. Yeah. She took us with her, and she left the house because it was my dad's brother, my mm-hmm. uncle. Mm-hmm. So she left because she didn't want to be there and we were with her. But during that time, we did a lot of like hotels, uh, sleeping they in the car. Like vouchers, bro. You know, uh, with my mom, you know, sleeping in the car, hotels, yeah. uh, driving to Vegas, sleeping in the rest areas, uh, getting here, you know, moving in with our, our, our grandma, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we had an aunt that would let us stay with her. But she would kind of get like annoyed because after a while we like she had a boyfriend at the time smoked a lot of weed. Mm. Oh yo, he's stealing his weed and shit. I think maybe that could have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. she'd be staying at my grandma's and we'd be staying at her house, you know. And it's like we were just always on the streets, bro. Yeah. And then we finally started like my mom got her own place, you know, and then uh, you know we just you know we just started taking advantage of the situation. And I just think that that makes like. When you have no stability, you find you look for wherever you yeah, can find it. Yeah, and, and hey, whether well, yeah, and it's like whether that's you know with the homies where everything is like there's an order, there's a structure well, here, comfort. or whether there's with the homies, you know, graphing, skating. Yeah. It's like oh, there's there's you, there's family here. There's somebody that I kick it with, somebody that cares about what I'm saying, yeah. and you and you you kind of like even when it's for not for the better even when it's not for the best right even when it's a detriment to yourself you still want to go there it's because you don't have stability anywhere else you know it's better than what you were going through yeah exactly yeah it's true i would stay with the homies you know in their house yeah their parents would feed us you know that shit's cool you know we'll go over there to our friend's house they'll they'll sleep with them you know (laughs) (laughs) vice versa you know yeah no you you stay over long enough just waiting for them to be like hey you want to eat yeah lazy and yeah, Victor and Victor and yeah, Maisie, huh? Their yeah, but we, we met them. They were like they were banging too, you know. They mm-hmm. were out here. They're they're like some cholo fools. Mm-hmm. We came out here. We met them and like we kick it with them, you know. But their mom was like, she show us love, you know, big time. Yeah. What are some of the most common misconceptions of jail that people have? But you're like, oh, it food ain't really like that. <laughs> there's a bunch dropping the soap like that's yeah. just not a thing it's not bro. a thing bro cause like <laughs> you're like private it's like there's okay there's protective custody and then there's general population and I heard there's foods just, that just give it up anyway so like <laughs> you don't gotta that's do that saying, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like in the general population you won't see any of that dog not yeah. anything against the LGBT community but there's no homosexuality there's in the general population no bro. 
Um, yeah, what else? That's, that's that's why people go to protect. They put them PC. That's just there. You gotta understand, like it's it's it's, it's general population. We're, we're all men at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's just really just the fucking gangster party, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's just pulling up, and it's like. I think another. I don't think anybody's on that, bro. You yeah. Know what I mean. Another misconception is like going in there and like thinking off the back like, oh, I gotta walk in there and I gotta like I talk. Stick your chest in and walk here. Like that's a misconception, bro. Because people, a lot of people, if you're really like that, they welcome you in. Don't know, but if you're not like that, they don't want you to be like that. They want you to feel that way. Like, but if you're not like that, they won't. They won't even mess with you either. You know, Mm. like you could be neutral, right? Yeah. But if you do like want to act show a little bit of that then they'll test you you know eventually right yeah that's a misconception you know yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions there, you know? though what else um you don't make wine with toilet water bro <laughs> you don't make pruno that's with toilet water <laughs> no like he's like fuck god i learned that the hard way <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no you just don't bro I, is it like we never apples? use any oranges. apples. It's just we grind down a bunch of apples and oranges and just throw some warm water in there and then like you let it ferment, bro. And then just okay. then you throw the sugar in and you let it ferment some more and then when the bag will blow up. You do it in the trash bag. You, know I mean? you don't get really the gas in the toilet. You know what I mean? Watch it. Oh, <laughs> or we used to warm it up in the toilet though. You know what I mean? Like damn. Like we we had a way to like make the water go down into the toilet, yeah. like down into the pipe, the drain. Yeah. yeah. And then we just hit the water button, the, the hot water, and it just. It'd be in there just blowing up. That's when, crazy. When it stops blowing up, that's when you clean it out, bro, with like a sock or something or beans. Damn. Just, just get drunk, bro. But that you don't make it in like how they say in movies and stuff. You don't make it out in. It's not just sitting there where you just dip your cup and. <laughs> nah, that's a big it's a tea mistake. party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that, bro. <laughs> That's one misconception. Enrique, would you like some yeah. wine? Yeah, they <laughs> serve him in a yeah, little cup. <laughs> um. That's good. There's a lot of stuff, bro. Uh, That's good. People trip out, bro, like on a lot of the stuff. Like I, I was telling my girl, I was like, I know how to start a fire with just, you know, a little battery and stuff like that. Damn, you know gum I mean? wrapper. <laughs> I know how to make a knife out of, the, like, it's just, it's it's simple things, bro. Like yeah. nail clippers, you know what I'm saying? Steel on steel, you know, like a, a socket, regular socket, bro. You put two leads in there, you know what I mean? You can start a fire like that too, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just little things that I learned, bro. Another, I think another misconception for me is not like going, but getting out. Like when you get out, like people have that misconception that like all oh, this fool was in prison, this fool was in jail. Like he's still like that, or like I can't trust him. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of people are, like you pay your dues out, and you're good. Yeah. yeah. Like fuck, give me people a shot, still see bro. you like that, but you know, <laughs> you actually yeah. diff- you come out like very, very like changed. Some some, some won't ever, bro, because they're victims of their circumstances or just whatever. It's a victim yeah. mentality. Uh, and um, some some just don't get it, bro. You know what I mean? But some, like that's 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 a good one though. You know what I mean? That is a good misconception. Yeah, cause some people do get out rehabilitated, bro. Like they're just done and over with the shit. You know what yeah, mean? yeah. Like I'm over this shit. I'm gonna do something different. That's true. But when people be like, oh, this fool's gonna be doing the same thing, or like people, yeah. people just think like, oh, this fool was in prison. He was in jail. Uh, you know, keep our distance. That's okay. You know, even though you know you have to have your trust. But that's a misconception. Everybody gets, that gets out, bro, it's either like they give their life to Jesus Christ, they have a growth mindset, they just want to do good, they just want to, like, progress. Mm. And I think that's why uh, I hear a lot of stories, bro. Like, a lot of CEOs or, like, a lot of, like, people that are, like, successful or that have long-term success, they've been through, like, some kind of, like, program or some kind of, like, adversity. 
or some kind of like jail and when they come out they're just like nah you know I did that already you know yeah like they try to leave that behind and do something yeah, else yeah bro so like a lot of people that come out of jail it are like old, successful bro. man yeah I bet it's old after eight years shit I know for a fact after eight years you're like I'm over this shit yeah and I've heard a lot of stories like I can't remember exactly who but like a, a lot of like CEOs and famous people that went to prison mm-hmm. and now they're like millionaires and shit big houses and everything and I'm just like damn I can I know why you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, they got that drive, that uh, hunger. Mm-hmm. I ain't going back, and they probably did more time, you know. But What's some of the best prison meals? You know, I would say um, in juvie it was good. food was good, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Juvie was different, but it was better like, than high I, school I, food. I would say yeah, it's a lot it was of better than the food I made at home. Because <laughs> <laughs> I might go back yeah, to the food. <laughs> I call it daycare, bro. Say the that juvie, like, I'm just here for prison school. is different. Yeah. The juvie system that I did, bro. Yeah. I look back at it now, and when people ask me about it, I was like, it was like a daycare, man. But it was good. But prison is different, huh? This, I would say, the stuff that food would make like at a commissary, bro. Like it's the, the best hot, meal. Like, yeah, like spreads, what? What? The like spreads and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I had a homie that used to make um. I had a Sully Taliban. That food used to always uh. No, it was, it was tele- yeah, it was Taliban. He used to make this chicken, bro. Like we used to get chicken on the bone, chicken, but we would like. Desebrarlo, you know what I mean? Yeah. Shred it, and yeah. um, he would make like this. It was like the vinegar from yellow peppers and with mm. sugar packets, like sweetener packets, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know what else, bro. I think like teriyaki sauce, and he would make like <laughs> instant <laughs> rice and <laughs> make like a sweet and sour like a chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Damn. It was stuff like that, bro. Gordon and then Ramsay <laughs> gel. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and That's then, the Gordon uh, Ramsay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like pork rinds with some. Jelly and a little yeah. squeeze of orange, and you make you got yourself uh, orange. Damn, bro, you orange. had he, he had Chinese food in jail, jail, bro. That's better food than I had in China. There was a lot of stuff <laughs> that I tried. That that, that yeah. Do you ever try it now that you got out? Try to recreate I, I made, it. I made. I made uh, You're like with the Panda recently. Express. Yeah. I don't want this shit. I made a bowl recently, bro. Just because you know what I'm saying. I was just like, ah. yeah. You know when I was in LA, yeah. I seen him post it, and I was like, hey, send me some. I want to try it. <laughs> I had my kid with me. He didn't like it. I was like, bro, that's gourmet food. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I'm, I'm not going to eat it. What is it, like uh, ramen noodles with uh, was, Cheetos and just, what? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people were hitting me up like, hey, you forgot the pickle. You forgot the tortillas. <laughs> you forgot the cheese. and Or you forgot the beans. Like, all my homies were hitting me up mm-hmm. like, hey. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I just made it simple. You know, I What was it? To try it. It was just some some sopas I smashed down. You know what I'm saying? Some hot Cheetos, some pork rinds, and like a spread. It was called like a spread. Some cheese and bean dip. You know what I mean? A little bit of mayonnaise, and I just whipped it up. I just something I whipped up, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was I like, that's funny. Like, it was like a made. TikTok yeah. recipe, bro. Yeah, <laughs> something I whipped up. It's just a collection yeah, like, of random it's, it's ass star, it's foods. Star, it's a lot of starch, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely funny. a lot of uh, sodium. So it's gonna it's you're gonna feel it in the morning. <laughs> That's for funny. sure. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. That's good. Yeah, I, I know we talked about it when uh, we had technical difficulties, mm-hmm. but uh, we mentioned some things when you first got out of prison. Things that kind of amazed you. Oh yeah, man. The, the the Tesla. When I first saw a Tesla in person, you know what I mean. I was like, oh shit, you know, there's a Tesla. It was a it was a Tesla. Um, Have you seen the Cybertruck? I haven't, bro. Oh yeah, I, I have it, actually. Yeah. I, now I have like. No hey man, Elon Musk, stuff. man. I know you. Want, I know you out. fuck with the podcast, man. Send one out to my. <laughs> send one, send out, one yeah. out to my guy, man. Get him a cyber truck. My homie's a my homie's a trucker. He's on the. He's over the road right now. Yeah. I did it too for a while, but uh, I just seen him post yesterday. I think he was in Arizona, 
a trailer that's hauling them, bro. Oh, wow. So he's like, he's like, Damn, yeah, they're about the to trucks. go, they're about to go on sale. So they're already on the market, man. Yeah. They're tra- they're already transporting them, yeah. you know. Was there anything when you wanted when you knew you were getting out of prison that you wanted to try out? Anything that you wanted to experience? Because you haven't seen it for so long. Um, oh yeah, like what did you miss when you were in there? Were like, fuck, I can't wait to eat this or to do this. I don't think you said it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see my girl, man. <laughs> but besides that, besides the obvious, to you took it. the words right out your mouth. He <laughs> <laughs> said it for you. <laughs> I don't think it's appropriate to Besides say. Nah, that, it, was, it was like the second um, best thing. Yeah, it's like, nah, it's not even that, bro. It's just like the thing that I miss the most, bro, is just being around um, family, bro. And like, my, I have kids, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, have, yeah. I got a 10 year old, 11 year old. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was the kids. And then, yeah, bro, like just um, the company of women, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like just the company of women, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm around my mom and them all the time, but like, just the company of that one girl that you've been trying to like impress your whole life, you know what I'm saying? And just now she's, you know what I mean? It's just stuff like that, bro. Mm. You know, um, food. I, I I ate what I wanted to eat when I first got out. Everything I asked for those mole, uh, mole poblano. What about your goals? Goals, bro. Um, going um one. I I I had it in my mind like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get my fat fat. You know what I mean? Like I know it's not gonna be overnight. That CDL like, license, you know, what I mean, it was, it was, I, I was like going through it while I was trying to get it. I was working little odd jobs, bro, you know what I'm saying, doing a lot of labor, mm-hmm. like back breaking labor, yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of heavy lifting, and um, just trying to get by. It, you know what I'm saying? I was getting ready for it, working out, and everything, you know what I mean? Um, I think I was fit for it, but it was just like life hits you out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's different, like doing it for real, yeah. Now you gotta do it for something, you know what I mean? And, um, I did it for five years, man, I did construction. I did manual labor for five years. Yeah, manual labor is another thing. You know That's why I got my CDL. Just general yeah. labor in general. <laughs> just, I just want to drive now. Yeah. yeah. It's laid back, bro. So um, I did that in seven weeks. I failed my test, uh, I think, twice, and I got it on the third try, bro. You know what I mean? The third time was a charmer. Uh, but that, that, that whole experience, you know what I'm saying, of like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, you know what I mean? Um. I had to go get myself in the program. I had to sit through a bunch of stuff. I had to, uh, everything I had learned, bro, in prison, they had to reteach it to us. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I seen and, him, uh, man, when he got out. It was a development course, you know what I mean? And um, it was mandatory. You he, have to How long that. you been out for? I have, I've been out 10 months. Going so yeah, man. Prison. When he got out, I had in my mind, this, he's going to get out, you know. Yeah, I'm going to like give him some leeway, you know, for the first couple months. I'm going to help him get on his feet. But... I seen when he got out, man. He had that drive, like, yeah, I'm going here, I'm going oh, to do this, I'm going to do that. Oh, so I'm like, all right, man. I don't even got to tell him anything, you know. He's already on it. You know, you, and you, yeah, man. He was he was driven. Remember when I said you think you know people? Like a lot of people don't. They saw a certain side of you. Yeah. So they can't see you no other In way. In a different way, yeah. Like nah, this fool be fucking up. This fool be, you know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna get right back into it. You know what I'm saying? So like even even them for them to give me the benefit of that was like a lot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But for people that I was like with a long time, for them to just know you as this 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 person that you gave them the image of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The way you portrayed yourself is what they know you as. So like for me, it was like I gotta prove all them fools wrong. You know what I'm saying? Right. And for the fools that do have hope in me, you know what I'm saying? I gotta like prove them right. 
not only that, like, hey, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's possible, you know what I mean? Yeah, he gave other people hope, man. Right, Because yeah. I got a lot, a lot of people that, that got out. Like, yeah, he they, helped, man. That like, hey, I went through this program, do this, you know? And like, like I got a lot of, good, I got a lot of love from my home. Like, hope. there's a lot of dudes that I'm, like I said, there's a lot of friends that I met. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of love from them, you know what I mean? Like, I still keep in touch with a lot of them. You know what I mean? Like, I can't pick up for all of them. I can't do... I can only do so much. Right, yeah. But I can I can lead you there, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm already here, bro. Like I'm send I'm gonna send you the I'm gonna send you the location, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah like yeah. I'm gonna share my location with you. What's up? You know what I mean? Like it's that's, it's on how you it's on you that. how you get yeah, here, bro. Yeah. He had to learn about that you know too, sharing location. Yeah. Yeah, I, got, I didn't know <laughs> yeah, about man. that, bro. I think I think uh <laughs> I wanna touch on that, man, because like it's not just for people that get out of prison, but like I wanna put it out there, man. Like it's possible. I'm I'm like approachable, you feel me? And like a lot of people have approached me, like, because I have my CDL license. A lot of friends have approached me, you know, about it. So, like, it's attainable for everybody, man. Like, some people just want to do better or, like, they want to switch where they're going, man. But, like, not just for, for, for like, prisoners. Just but, like, general, there's a lot bro. of things that you can do, a lot of programs, man, a lot of, like, resources that you can. You just got to tap into them, bro. Do, you know, so you can, like, elevate. You know, if you don't want to, if you're not where you want to be, you know, you want to do something else. There's, there's things you can do and like like I said I'm approachable and if anybody's watching this you know they can hit me up I can gladly point them to that direction or even him he knows a lot of yeah. places you know where you can go like get certified for uh, you know for a lot of me you can be an electrician electrician you know you can be in any field medical field construction field you know what I'm saying the transportation we're in the transportation business you know what I'm saying like we just deliver yeah, we concrete got, I got my CDL mm-hmm. because like during COVID um I saw like that was the only thing that was like moving, yeah. Like constantly, you know. Yeah. So during that time, I had some money saved up, man. Like I used to travel a lot too, like in construction. We used to work out of state a lot, you know. I did like I think I did uh, work in Virginia for like seven months. We came back, you know. I worked in uh, Laughlin. I worked in California, Oregon, mm-hmm. for like periods of time. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I traveled a lot for work, you know, with other guys and stuff. And I used to save a lot of money. And one day I was like, you know what? Like I don't want to do this no more, you know. Like, I think my time here You're is away done. from home a lot, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. hard. Yeah, so I was like, I want to um, use this money to do something. I, I ended up investing $4,000 into the commercial license, bro. It's easier, you know. It's chill, you know. Like, I like it, you know. It's a cool job, you know. It's just, like, getting me by for now, you know, the while I can work on what I want to work on. Exactly. Know? And that's the other thing, too, is being out of state, you don't have the flexibility to work on your, your brand. You wouldn't that's have the exactly. flexibility to work on your brand. Right. Yeah. So I learned that in... Uh, no, Robert, Robert, no, Robert Kiyosaki. I don't know if you read the book. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah, he says it. Uh, <laughs> Never heard <laughs> of it. Dad, poor Dad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he yeah. says it in yeah, his book course. how, um, I haven't gotten around to it. Never quit your <laughs> 95 until, like, don't quit your 95 until, like, you have, like, your, like, your, yeah, everything stacked set up, up yeah. you know? Yeah. So, like, he always worked, you know, he was still working while, you know, he was trying to do what he was trying to do. And, like, that's important, you know, because a lot of people, they want to make it and they want to be successful, but they want to stop working right away. Exactly, yeah. You know, but it's not like that, you know. You got to, like, keep grinding. You know, maybe you could get lucky, but you have to, like, keep grinding, you know, and, like, earn it. And that's the hard part because you have to do so much work for no results. Yeah. You just have to grind and, and, yeah. and work two jobs, basically, without getting a result because you're like, fuck, one day it's going to work. One day it's going to work. That's right. So You have to be consistent with it, you know. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, we're still not where we want to be. You know, we know we got a long time, but you know, we got the drive for it. You know, are you uh, religious at all? Yeah, man. Well, I could say, I guess how you could say, um, when we were younger, my mom should take us to Catholic yeah, Catholic, Catholic school. Mm-hmm. We did like a comunión. You know, we, did, we got baptized as Catholic and everything. You know, mm-hmm. 
when we were younger, she would take us to church a lot, you know. But like, I'm gonna tell you straight up, only thing I learned from Catholic school was how to read in Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Like the Bible, you know. But I can't remember half of the stuff. <laughs> but I, don't know, I, I just remember them asking for money, bro. Passing money. <laughs> Catholics, <laughs> man. Yeah, Catholic school. So my mom did everything she could, basket, you know. Yeah. 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 But out, man, like, you know, I, I did what I did. I went through what I went through. And it wasn't until I was in juvenile hall, man, where I would go to Sundays. You were allowed to, like, get out of your room so that you can go to church. Yeah. So I just looked for any reason to get out of my room, you know, yeah. so I can just get out and be, like, with people, like, with the homies and right. stuff. So I would do, so I would, every Sunday I would go to the, like, the services. And um, I guess you could say that uh, I found God in there, man. And like I wouldn't necessarily say it's like a, you know, Christianity is a religion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um, you know, like a lot of people would say it's more of a relationship than a religion, mm. because it's not a really a, like a religion. Because like some religions, like uh, you know, it's, not, it's not just like following rules. It's like you have to live it, kind of. Yeah, like like a lot of religions, you have to um, you have to do this. Like a lot of religions say you have to do this to be closer to God, or you can't see God or you can't know God until you do this mm-hmm. or you have to pray this 10 times or this 20 times a, a certain way do or, this or, first do yeah that. or like uh, bu- like the Buddhist is like you have to empty your mind yeah so you can feel enlightenment you know like um, a lot of different religions have different rules that you have to do like you know mm-hmm. and uh, I think the only religion that it's not like that is like Christianity you know Christianity just says you know all you have to do is know God mm-hmm. and believe in him you know and you know you're accepted you're saved you know so you know that you know just with that you know like my whole belief changed you know because i was catholic i was raised catholic and everything man and um i understood like christianity you know and you know they would preach you know it's not a religion you know you don't have to do anything to get closer to god all you gotta do is pray and talk to him you know accept that he died for us you know Mm -hmm. and you know just accept the grace you know grace is like something that's given when you don't deserve it and that's what he does you know he gives you grace so throughout the years you know i i I experienced that grace you know everything that i've been through everything that um i have it's not because of me you know i always give credit to god right so i guess you could say like i believe in god but i don't know if i consider myself religious Mm -hmm. but what about you enrique yeah i believe in god i just i you were politicking at church, though. Yeah, it took me a while to get. It took me a while to get there, bro. <laughs> it took me a while to get there. That's an insider. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it took me a while to get there. I used to. Be, I used. To, I used to have other beliefs, bro. Yeah, like I used. I used to. Them, um, I'll, I'll touch on I have. I have a Santa Muerte tattooed on my back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I used to believe in that. I used to doing a lot of back and forth to TJ and stuff like that, and um, I used to do a lot of bad stuff, bro. So it's yeah, like. My bad. I don't want to cut you off. I'm gonna let you finish, mm-hmm. but this is true, man. When he was young, and we were like, I was getting out. I tripped on him once because he had an altar for her in our house. Santa Muerte. Yeah, and I told him one day, I was like, "Stop putting that up, man! Stop lighting the candles, you know? Like, stop doing that." Yeah. And he wouldn't listen, you know. He would I'll, leave and he'd leave like it there. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna let you finish your yeah. story. I'm gonna tell you one thing: what happened once? I got out of my room and I saw it there, and I put the candles out and I turned it around, bro. The next day, uh, I was cleaning our, our house, you know, my, my mom's house, you know, and um. I started seeing like um just like I went to go wash the dishes, bro, and like our house was clean. And I went to wash the dishes, I got a phone call, I came back, and when I came back to the dishes in the sink there was like maggots. I don't know where they came from. 
the fuck? Whatever. That same day I started sweeping, bro. Mm. And I picked up the couch. You know, I moved it so I can sweep under the couch. Same shit underneath. I saw a big ass roach like this big black roach just crawling, bro. And I had never seen anything like that before. So I, I killed it. And I kind of regret killing it because when I killed it, like a lot of blood came out. Damn. That same night, bro, I was outside. Like I went outside of my house, like, you know, to like, catch some air. And then I saw a big old spider like that in the corner, bro. Like a tarantula looking thing. I just went inside. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not killing that. Not killing that. <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, I didn't think of it. But I think that's what he was attracting, you know? Damn. Yeah, bro. I was like, uh, that, that, the whole, the whole, the more the thing, it was just, it was a dark time, bro. It was like, um, it's not witchcraft. It's not anything like satanic. It's not, it was just like me in my head, like, you know what? I'm about to be doing some bad stuff. You know, I believe in God, but, like, I didn't, I read a book, I read a comic book, bro, that was, like, the version of the Bible. Yeah. And, like, at the very end, I never knew this, bro, but it was in there. They were saying that when Jesus comes back, you know what I'm saying, after he defeats the devil, you know what I'm saying, his next enemy after that is death. And I didn't realize, like, oh, shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I, all my respect to her and everything, you know what I mean? Like, I don't. I just, be, I'm, I'm a very spiritual person, bro. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, and like I'm very superstitious. Yeah. And um, I don't mean to be, but I am. And like I don't, I just left it alone. You know what I'm saying? I had, I had a, uh, what's it called? Like a mandate. You know what I'm saying? Like a manda. And uh, I told myself I was gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? And um, I was gonna be done. It was more like I just, it, it, I just feel bad about it now. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's on my, it's on my skin, bro. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. When I got it, it was like a real significant meaning to it, and but the terms and conditions were like we're done. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm doing what I said I was gonna do, and we're done. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I used to get away with a lot of shit, bro. Just, just, just by I felt like in my in my in my head, those candles get lit. You know what I'm saying? Like in my own little mind, like everything was gonna go my way. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I was just out of my rabbit ass mind, dog. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really think. You know what I'm saying? But I know in a way, um. The bad stuff was going the way it was supposed to. Right. Versus the good stuff. Exactly, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I started to notice that, like, oh, shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm really, I'm, like, being successful at being bad. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm real good at being bad now, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're getting away with a lot more than we used to, you know what I mean? And, um, you, bro, you're, like, you're, you're, you're asking her for things and you're giving her things, you know what I'm saying? And it's just, like, I heard a lot of stories, bro, from, like, these, these, these paisas that were, like, from ranchos and stuff. Yeah. And like all these little brujas and stuff like that, and like my homie had, a, I had a homie that had a mom dog, and she used to like, oh yeah, she used to use it to her advantage, bro. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And like many, yeah. Um, then you but she wasn't like one of those bad ladies. She was like she was used like she was trying to protect her family. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff, bro. Um, but now like, I just I just now? I just kind of like it was just something some some it was just. During the addiction stage, bro. Yeah. During during my like super smoked the fuck out stage, not smoked but like just on, on strung out, bro. On on drugs. On, yeah, just strung out on drugs, bro. Uh, That's what you found, huh? I, I was I was I wasn't. I, she was looking for me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, was it, what you what, 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 what I'm saying? I was in prison, bro. Like she just. I feel like it was just looking for me. Like, come on, bro. you know what I'm saying? Come back. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, I was I was over it, bro. Like I'm I'm telling you, it got to a point where like. I just don't. I didn't want to be. A, I didn't want to do that no more. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like I didn't. I'm just trying to find something light. You know what I'm saying? Not dark. You know what I'm saying? Dark. Like I, I, it was just a dark ass tunnel, bro. You trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel? You can't. You know what I'm saying? When you're praying to that. So like, I found Jesus, bro. You know what I'm saying? I read a few books. 
I read the Bible first in the comic book version. It was called it was called Good Versus Evil. It's badass. It's the Marvel version. <laughs> That's what's going on right now, yeah. bro. It's actually just yeah. good versus evil. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah it was the good versus crazy evil. Right and, um, it's like it, it's either good or evil. There's no in between. Yeah. yeah. Then after that, I started reading the New King James version, and um, it was little things, bro, that 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 were just popping up at me. You know, what I'm saying I started reading the Proverbs. Um, I would read the Proverbs and the Psalms. Uh. Just depending on the day that it was, I'd be like, okay, Proverb 1 verse this, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, Proverb 2, you know what I'm saying? Uh, something would pop up at me. I had, a, I had, I don't know where I read that, Um, like, I don't know why I would do this, bro. Sometimes I'd be having a bad day, and I'm like, I'm just going to open the Bible and see what it says. But I'd, like, run my thumb, like, just run my thumb through it, we'll see and then just there. open it, you know what I'm saying? And just, I did that a lot, Something too. would pop up at me, bro, and I'm like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like when I would do that, it's like, all right, well, let's see what the, let's see what I'm... Yeah. The message yeah, supposed to, to yeah, yeah. supposed to read. Yeah. You know? a lot of game from it, bro. It's oh yeah, a lot of game. You know, there's a lot of knowledge and wisdom in it. Well, that's know? crazy because I was surprised too because he went to church with me a couple of days ago, but I was surprised too because I knew how deep he was into the Santa man. Yeah. So when he told me when he was getting out, I was telling my girl like, "Hey, you know, my brother's getting to get out, and uh, I think he's still into this. You know, just so you know, you know, I'm gonna give him his space. But I'm, if he starts to do anything like crazy or starts to bring anything." <laughs> I'm telling you, that's a go. But then, he turns out he gets out, and he's like, nah, man. He told me the story of what happened. You know, he read a book that, um, like, had all the knowledge. It's pretty much like a witchcraft book, or what was it? It was a lot of stuff, It's kind of like a book that was like a Bible for, like, that. Witchcraft. Something like that. And yeah. he read something in it that, It like, was the grimoire. Something that yeah. was, like, he read, like, something that was, like, all right, you know, if you do this, like, you know, she'll leave you alone. He told me he did that, and then he found God, so I was like, all right, we're but on the same on my team back, now. Bro. It's on my back. Yeah, but I got a big as hell on my back, and um, yeah, I'm just gonna have to live with that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, I believe that God, you know what I'm saying, is real. I believe that Jesus died for our sins, mm -hmm. and as long as I confess that, I feel like, you know what I'm saying, like, You'd be safe. I, I'm 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 a sinner, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not we're gonna, all sinners. Bro. Everybody, yeah, everybody's a sinner. I think that's why, um. Like, a lot of people, they see religion or they see Christianity or they think of God and they think of, like, oh, yeah, I'm you have not to a be good perfect, person, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't believe in that because of this. But in reality, man, like, that's the people that God wants, you know? Because everybody that he came in touch, like, in the Bible, everybody that he interacted with, they weren't, like, the best perfect people, you know? Yeah, right. Were. It was a bunch of, like, criminals, you know? So, you know, I'm not saying His whole entourage, I think, was, like... Yeah, I, I saw something yeah, that said like, de la mala vida. Yeah, yeah. disciples. <laughs> I saw the merch. thing that yeah. said uh, Jesus was just like a gangster with a bunch of thugs. All his disciples were thugs. Basically, because if you think about it, like the, what he was doing was against the law. I people, saw yeah. people didn't like what he was preaching. I saw somebody why they wanted to kill him. So That's what I, did, yeah. I saw a good commercial. It was called uh, by I think it was by He Gets Us, mm -hmm. and it was like it was talking. It was pretty much relating to everything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You read a book too, it. huh? You read a book that uh, he told me one time. He's like, "Hey, bro, there's two things you don't ever talk about." I was like, "What?" Oh, he's yeah. like, "Politics <laughs> and religion." <laughs> that's one. Th and yeah. I was like, "But wait!" I was like, "That's because right. religion is." That's what Ralph like, I don't know, up, bro. You talk about you know God. Yeah. Everybody's gonna give you their opinion on yeah, like yeah. somebody's opinion's gonna differ from yours. They're gonna want to contradict you. You know, I think yeah. it was a uh, how to start a conversation. Like it was just, oh, okay. you know what I mean? Just. Never start. Don't with talk that. about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never start with those two. Like yeah, those, just, just keep this in mind. Never bring up a conversation with those two. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean? feel like when I talk about like God, I feel like I'm talking about somebody that like is there to 
Savers. You know, I never think I never feel like religion. I was like, all right, you know, this. Is yeah, it doesn't feel like it's a bad thing to talk about, and then it gets weird when people get offended or when they get like angry, and you're like, this isn't really a bad topic, you know? Yeah, I'm not talking uh, about something controversial. Yeah, so. man. And like recently, man, um, I've been seeing like a lot of podcasts and like a lot of uh, people, you know, like that Yankee just gave his life to Jesus Christ. You know, I think Cap on D. Mm. A lot of people are like turning to like God. And like it, I yeah, I think it's just the time we're living in and like yeah, yeah. it's just a lot of crazy shit going on and Yeah, man. It, it's something innate in us that tells us like it's wrong. You as much as people want to normalize it on T V and movies, books, whatever, as much as they want to feed us that oh, this is okay, you have to accept it, you have to this it's like I know it's wrong. It feels wrong. It's and like, wrong. I can look at it logically, it's wrong. So why are you telling me I have to be okay with it? You know what yeah. I mean? So especially people that are that, that lived in environments and industries where all that stuff is, all that negativity is perpetuated and encouraged. Like the more negative you are, the more you're going to sell. And that eats good. away at you, bro. Like it fucking de- destroys your soul to the fact that you're like, you're doing shit and you don't even realize you're doing it anymore. Yeah, it'll consume you, man. Yeah. It'll, uh, I mean, it's bad, bro. Negativity is contagious, you know? Yeah. It, it becomes, like, through what you consume, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it's important to, like, Watch filter. What you, filter yeah. what you want to consume. Watch what you eat. Yep, you exactly. Know, uh, just just filter, you know? Decide what you want to affect you and what you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, and neg- negativity is, like, has a lot of bad side effects, you know? Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, bro. If you had one message that you can give out to people right now listening, what would it be? A message. One message that I would give out to people is, you know, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Like, no matter what you're going through, you know, there's someone else going through the same thing. And, you know, like, don't don't give up, you know. Like, just because you're down right now doesn't mean you can be up like in a week or two, you know, or maybe maybe in a couple months, you know, just every day just strive to be 1% better than you were the day before, you know, and uh, it's okay to take breaks, you know, just keep grinding, you know, and like look for something that like gives you happiness so you can like work towards that, you know, because once you're making progress, man, progress is happiness. I've heard that before, you know. When you're making progress, it makes you happy, it makes you content. So look for something that you can progress with that you're satisfied with so you can like just keep moving forward, you know? Mm. Do something you like, do something you love and just work on it, man. That's what's going to keep you consistent, you know? Grounded. Yeah. I say keep your head up. Don't let them see you down. Um, yeah. Okay. That's, 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 keep that's, your head up, never let them see you down. Yeah, just keep your head up, never let them see you down, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, keep pushing. Don't get in your head. And when you do, just don't listen to the voices. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, don't give up. Most importantly, don't give up. Don't give in, and don't give up. Keep, keep on coming. And know your worth. Most important to know your work, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, just just value yourself. Value yourself. That's what I would say. 
Okay. Nope. I have a question for you, man. For what, me? Yeah, like Go when ahead. you're when you pick people, yeah. Like when you're finding people to podcast or interview, yeah. Like what is the process that you like go through? Like what is like how do you find people? Or, like what are you looking to? Or like mm-hmm. when you're making the questions, like yeah. What is that process for you? To keep it on, to keep it a hundred with you, like I. I <laughs> Everybody listening, man, don't get mad at me. But I don't really do it for them. Like I do it for me. For you. I, I love I love talking to people. Right. I love learning. And just how you would probably say that you like learning book reading books because you learn. Yeah. I learn by talking to people. So, you know, all the shit that you just told me about being in jail and, and exactly being in jail and like being in these environments and how to move and how to handle yourself, having a business, all these things. I like to take the good. And then the stuff that I might not agree with, maybe I'll sit on it, I'll think about it. And if, mm-hmm. if it doesn't align with me, I'll be like, okay, that's the works for him. You know, whether it's good or bad, I don't know, but that's for him. And I'll keep whatever good I take, I'll take it for myself. So right. I'm, I'm someone that's like, I consider myself really good at reading people. So off of a simple conversation, I kind of know what people are about, you know. Right. I know what type of person is coming to me to be on a podcast or agrees to come on here. And they, they just want to, you know bullshit and waste our time and yeah. you know maybe get some cloud get a video out there just to say i'm on a podcast right. and i know what type of person is going to come on here and i can learn from and i can have a conversation from right. and usually it's people that like you guys have been through something you know something that shapes your life in a certain way that shapes you in a certain way because ultimately i believe that men are made or men are only worth as much as they have traveled, as much as they have learned. Whatever experiences you have had, that's what makes you as a man, you know? Yeah. And, and if I'm going to, like, admire you or, or respect you as a man, it's because I know you've been through some shit that I can learn from, you know? So when I pick a guest, um, ultimately, I feel like if the conversation is good to me, then it's probably going to be good for someone out there who's listening. And if it's not, God bless you, turn it off, you know, right. go do whatever you're going to do. Yeah, Teach but I know own. that... The person that's out there that's kind of like me, that kind of wishes they were maybe able to com- have conversations with these different people, yeah. I know they're going to appreciate it. And then the second thing is, um, I'm very big about Vegas. Right? I'm born and raised here, yeah. so I consider this my city. I know a lot of people come here from other places. Respect to them. Uh, but anybody who's doing anything here... I have love for and I will always support whether they fuck with me or not, you know, whether I reach out and you would have told me like, fuck off, I'm not doing your podcast. You know, <laughs> if, if, if I see you doing your thing, I'm still going to support. You'll never see me badmouth you, whether it's to yeah. your face or to your back, because right. ultimately I believe that anybody who's doing good in my city, I respect that, you know, right. and, yeah, and I want to document the process. I want us to be able to have this conversation on tape and then five years down the line, 10 years down the line. You're on magazines, you're on TV, you're on the internet, you're fucking killing it. And people are like, oh, shit, look at this fucking interview of him from 10 years ago. Look how far he's came, you know? So I want to provide that to people. Documentary. Yeah. I think it's also important to note that, like, while we do want to get good conversations from people, not all the time it happens, right? Even though we kind of filter out. People are vague. Sometimes we come in here and... Some people just don't want to talk. Just don't want to talk. And and it's like, we'll come here... The cameras are off, like mm-hmm. how we were kin- kicking it at the beginning, and they'll tell everything. We're laughing, we're joking, yeah. like they're being real. And then the cameras turn on, and they're like, 
Yeah, so I mean it's cool. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, tell <laughs> it's me like, something. It's, it's like, right no, now. like, why are you trying to be yeah. hard for? Yeah. Like, like, you know, be authentic, yeah. be real. Like, yeah, obviously we've all done things that we might, re- I don't want to say regret, but we might not be proud of. We might be a little bit ashamed, but that's what made us. You yeah. know, the important thing is to show who we are now. You know, how far we've come, regardless right. of where we started. Exactly. I think I think it's cool just to have someone, at least a starting point. If it is a starting point, like for you, you're 29 years old now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But would you not say that this is a, a good po- turning point in your life where you can do something like better? Right? I didn't imagine myself being on the podcast right? eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> there was like, not hey. even podcasts out eight years ago. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm going to bring you to the podcast. He's like, what's that? He's like, I, I didn't even know what that was, bro. Like, we're just going to go and chop it up with the homies. All right, cool, let's go. The conversation rules in the issue, bro. Yeah. I'm down for a good conversation. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like you said, I like to pick brains too, bro. I want to yeah. see where somebody's at. Yeah. I mean, um, that's what's up. I think it's cool. Like, so obviously you just got out of prison mm-hmm. not too long ago, right? You're still kind of figuring out your way up. You're still, still kind of catching, still catching up, to, it out. Mm-hmm. Catch up to speed. Like, I want you to see, like, maybe five years from now, you're kind of like, hey, I'm up to speed now. This is what I'm yeah. doing. I did and that. You're like, I can't believe. Five years ago, I was in this podcast. position. I was in this podcast. I still didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I, yeah, no, I'm trying to figure it out every day. Yeah. Every I, day, some do some like every day is a blessing. You know what I mean? I, I think the most important thing is like if you are authentic with yourself, at least if you guys are guests, mm-hmm. it, the most inspiration or whoever will listen to it that will gain the most inspiration should be yourself. Yeah. Right. After you listen back to it, yeah, right? I like that. So it's like, hey, I said this right here. It's self-reflecting. It's growth. It's like you said, there's a fixed mindset. There's a growth mindset. You should always at least come back to where you were. Hey, five years ago, I did this. Now I'm doing this. Or at least now you guys can come back to this podcast and be like, hey, I was talking about this and this. I grew up. It's like a a journal almost. Like a lot of people feel like, um, I don't keep a journal, but I'm like, damn, it would be so cool to just write all my thoughts and then... You know, a week later, a month later, a year later. Yeah, just like read it back and be like, where was I at? And a lot of people come here like, bro, it was like therapy to me. Because I feel like this is like a journal. It's therapy. All all the shit that you you know that Mm -hmm. has been on your mind recently, that you've been thinking about, that you've been maybe reading about, that you haven't even talked to anyone about. You just come here and just dump it and share it. And it feels good to get off, get all that out. And then, you know, just like I take the good, you also dump all your shit on the table take back the good and then you move on and you try to, you know, build that while leaving all the other stuff behind. That's true. That's yeah. like, I like that. Yeah. So, so what inspired you guys to make the podcast? Um, I mean, it was just something that like I had always talked about, uh, with the homies and I was like, fuck, we should start a podcast. You know, those fucking group chat yeah. messages and you're like, well, we should do this. We should do that. And it just never happened. And then at the beginning of the year, I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna go for it. Yeah. You know? Um, was there like somebody's? Was there like some some other podcast that like? I had know? always listened to podcasts. Yeah. Like, what's your number one podcast that um, you listened to before? Man, I don't know. That's a good one. I watched this one called Brilliant Idiots. That's probably the one I've been listening to the longest. Oh yeah. How do you know it? No. It's with you know who Charlemagne the God is. Yeah. From Breakfast Club. So yeah. him and uh, one of his comedian homies. His name is Andrew Schultz. Oh, he's dope. pretty big I now, but it. yeah. So what I liked about theirs is they would go on there and they would talk about. Um, current events, their life, kind of like what they do, but they would they would have like a nuanced view because he's a comedian yeah. and the other one's like a radio host. So they would talk about news, but they wouldn't keep it like sad and boring. Like it would be funny, you know, oh, okay, okay. and it would be nuanced. So like you would learn about stuff, but then you would hear them flip it into like some <laughs> stupid shit, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it's entertaining yeah. at the same time. Right. Um, so I just like fell in love with that and I was like, man, it's so dope. And just seeing them grow the podcast, now it's fucking huge. 
and I'm I was always that always like inspired me. And then yeah, at the beginning of the year, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it." Because I was telling you like before this, like I was never big on like social media, like internet shit. Like I I would watch YouTube or like podcasts and stuff, but it was never like super me. And then yeah, I was like, "Fuck it, let's do it." So now I'm like on that shit all day. But I like try to keep it more like just for work. You know, I don't like letting it consume my life. That's good, man. That's yeah. dope. That's pretty dope. Invest yeah, best time. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a good invest. It's a great use of your time. Yeah. For sure. That's dope, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate both of you, man, yeah, giving no, us you. your time appreciate and, and coming you. on our platform, us, man. Bro. Thank you for giving us the platform. Yeah, absolutely. Speak. Absolutely. And I hope, um, yeah, we'll definitely be tapped in with y'all, man. Anything we could ever do for y'all. Most definitely. Uh, whether it's recording. Oh yeah. yeah, editing, promotion. Um, if you need an introduction from anybody we've had or will have in the future, don't hesitate to let us know. And yeah. um, for everybody listening, man, these guys are fucking good ass people, man. On I'm camera, sure. off camera, yeah. solid ass fucking people. So if you, if you want it, anybody support, anybody who's you know sh- you should support, man, tap in with them. Same, same with this podcast, man. This is a real authentic podcast. Everything's raw, no filter. Yeah. You're some dope guys to talk to. I appreciate, appreciate that, bro. You guys are doing us. something good, yeah. man. I appreciate, appreciate you guys. Hell yeah. You want to let the people know where they can find you? All yeah, your um, social medias, everything? Yes, sir. We have our social media on Instagram. We're HDNV. Uh, we're on YouTube, HDNV. We're on Pinterest, HDNV. Uh, Facebook, HDNV. Just Google HDNV. Just Google HDNV. <laughs> we got the website. <laughs> Um, yeah, we Clark do. County Correctional Facility. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, man. Um, that's where we're at. You know, it was La Mala Vida. What's your website? HDLMV.com. Yeah, we have a website. It's www.ihosalamalavida.com. Okay. So right now, what we're doing is uh, we only do like limited drops. Mm-hmm. So you know, we have a drop coming soon. We'll promote it, and we shut our website down. So you know, our website is closed right now, but it it, it is a good website. So you know, if you guys want to follow us, just yeah, sign up, sign up for sign up for the email, man. Um, the email list, yep. follow their Instagram. Make sure you're tapped in because when the drops come, they're gonna sell out, man. So yeah, get it while yeah. it's hot. Exactly. It yeah, exactly. Uh, personal funny. social medias. Oh yeah, my personal social media is Noe Express, and uh, mine's just Bago Bags. Bago Bags. Yep. No bags for sure. No bags. I always thought it was no extras. No extras. No extras. Well, it's uh. There's no extras. Yeah. Yeah. No so it's extras. um, Anoi and then like Equis and then Tres because um they used to call me Tres. I used to have a different tiger name. Yeah. It was Comer, but then I got caught up with it so much, so I changed it. Yeah. Just Tres now because like no hay tres letras. Yeah. Like my family called me that. Mm. No hay tres letras because you know it's three letters. Yeah. 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 So I just put no extras. Well, a lot of people when I would meet them, they'd be like, no extras. No extras, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might change that. All right, man. Alan. All right. My personal, you can find us. You can find me on Instagram at Ocho Benji. All right. All right, man. Uh, follow the podcast page, man. Uh, appreciate everybody tapping into the reels. I know we missed last week, so hopefully we're going to run it back up again. Um, Instagram, on the run.pod. TikTok, on the run pod. Facebook, on the run pod. Um, and yeah, man, tap in YouTube. We're trying to get some more content up as long as uh, as well as the podcast, IRL content, um, trying to start live streaming as well. And then just linking up with the homies. So whatever ideas come to the mind, you're going to guys, you guys are going to see it on YouTube. Uh, follow my personal Instagram at AKBTG. And we'll see you all next week for another episode, man. Peace. Peace. Peace.